Good morning, and welcome to the IndyCar conference call. My name is Anera, and I'll be the operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question-answer session. I will now turn the call over to Ms. Arnie Sherbin. Arnie, you may begin. Thank you, Zanara, and welcome everyone to today's IndyCar Media Conference Call. Earlier today, Aero McLaren SP announced that two of IndyCar's Rising Talents 2018 Indy Lights Champion Pato Award and 2019 Indy Lights Champion Oliver Askew will drive for the team in the 2020 NTT IndyCar Series. We're happy to be joined by Sam Schmidt, one of the co-owners of Aero McLaren SP and uh, McLaren Sporting Director Gilles DeFerrin, and I'll turn the call over to them at the top of the call. So, Sam, if you want to go first. Okay. Hey, uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, yes, as, as Arnie just uh, realized, we've got to all uh, uh, recalibrate our brains here, but uh, uh, Rick and I both are looking at this as, a, as an amazing opportunity. Uh, we've had several key announcements over the last 24 months, none the least of which is, is the title sponsorship with uh, Aerosmith Peterson one year ago and now uh, just a few months ago, uh, Aaron McLaren SP, which uh, uh, Rick and I just think is an amazing opportunity, uh, not only on the commercial side, but on the technical side in, uh, in every effort to, to win and to win the Indy 500 and win the championship, which, uh, which has been my lifelong goal. I know it has been his as well. And so, you know, with that in light, uh, you can tell by these announcements we're constantly pushing uh, to to win races. And uh, the McLaren Association is is specifically for that. And I think this driver announcements for the long term. Uh, we have long term partners that are major global uh, corporations, and these two young guns we feel are the future of the team. Uh, we've got an amazing uh, American star in Oliver Askew and his. Story is, is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, working his way to the top, uh, Pato Award, uh, you know, briefly was able to show his talents uh, in IndyCar last year. And I think uh, you know these two together, um, you know, could be our, our magic combination going forward. So just really proud of that. Proud of what the team's done, what Taylor's done, and in, uh, uh, in just this recent last six months, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to the future. So I'll turn that over to Joe. Uh, thanks, Sam. Uh, good morning, uh, everyone, and, uh, and thank you for, for joining us uh, as well. Well, yeah, this is, as you say, Sam, it's certainly uh, very exciting, uh, very exciting news uh, today. You know, we've uh, been working hard both uh, with the guys at, uh, at Indianapolis uh, since the last race in, uh, in Laguna Seca, and... Um, and uh with the guys in the UK you know putting our our partnership uh together and making sure that uh we bring our best foot forward uh into into the partnership and uh, i would say that so far it's been a very enjoyable experience uh certainly uh, for for everyone you know getting to know uh, everyone and i think today it's uh is yet another step uh uh, an important and an exciting step in our our journey uh together you know um i think as as sam says you know both uh, uh oliver and pato are extremely exciting talents you know they have you know not only won the uh indy lights uh, championship over the past couple of seasons but these are two drivers i think that uh, 
have uh, proven their worth throughout their careers, you know, have had a tremendous amount of success um, throughout their careers from uh, from karting uh, onwards. And, uh, and I think we're proud to to have them them both on board and uh, and go through this uh, uh, journey together. I wish we could <laughs> I wish we could hit the track here. Uh, Quite a few more times than uh, than than what we will do prior to some feet, but uh, I think uh, we're doing a lot of work on uh, behind the scenes to help with our preparations uh, both uh, on and off the track. So, made the journey begin. Uh, I think we're all very excited about it. All right, thank you, Sam, and thank you, Gilles. Well, we'll bring in uh, the two drivers and uh, the co another co-owner of. Uh, Errol McLaren SP. Uh, Rick Peterson, uh, Rick, uh, you joined forces with Sam in 2013 and you've really built the team into a, uh, a powerhouse. Uh, what opportunities will 2020 bring for the team as a whole? Well, we are very proud of what we built. It's, uh, we've got two probably of the best partners that you could, could get in racing with, uh, Errol and, uh, McLaren. And, uh, yeah, I think this 2020 season is going to be very exciting. Our, our, we hate to set expectations too early, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a very exciting year for us. All right. Thank you, Rick. Uh, let's turn to uh, Pato. Uh, Pato, uh, you uh, had a taste of IndyCar uh, this season, uh, doing seven races, um, made your debut uh, pretty uh, spectacularly at Sonoma back at the end of the 2018 season. Uh, coming back to IndyCar with a full-time opportunity, uh, how special is uh, today's news for you? I honestly couldn't be more excited. Um, I think it's very big, uh, not just for me, but for Oliver, Oliver as well. You know, we're 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 just starting our journey into the into the professional side of the sport, um, and it's something we've been working towards, you know, our whole lives. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to the opportunity. I'm very thankful, um, and I think you know there's there's no better team to do it than than with Arrow McLaren SP. I think the guys have just proven that. Um, you know that, that they have what it takes to win races, uh, to challenge for championships. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to you know to what the future could have in store. All right, and Oliver, uh, it was just a few years ago you were at the Formula Ford Festival in the UK. Uh, you've had a pretty re- meteoric rise through the road to Indy, and have landed a, an incredible full-time opportunity for your first season in IndyCar. Uh, what are your thoughts and expectations for uh, your rookie season? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for for having us. Um yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind uh, couple of days here and it's uh, it's honestly a dream come true. I can echo what what Pato has said. Um and honestly, I, right now I don't I don't have any expectations. Um you know, that we're going to be putting a lot of hard work in in the off season to um make sure we take advantage of of the tools that we have here, um especially with myself as as a pure rookie. Um only my fourth full season in cars, but I think I'm ready for it with with the resources that we have here and um, the personnel. Obviously, it's uh, it's a top tier team, and, and I'm looking forward to representing Aaron um, McLaren SPM um, for for, right. for for the future. All right, thanks, Oliver. Uh, Zanara, let's open up for questions for any of our guests. Absolutely, thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then one on your touchstone phone. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. There will be a slight delay before the first question is announced. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. 
And our first question comes from Bruce Martin from NBC Sports. Please go ahead. Your line is open. I uh, have two questions. Uh, the first will be for uh, Oliver Askew after uh, the Laguna Seca race. Uh, you were pretty confident that you had a really good ride lined up. What was it back then that gave you the confidence to think that, uh, you know, here we are today, you're going to drive for a, a team that's partially, uh, you know, that's part of McLaren? Yeah, um, I mean, this, I can't speak on when, uh, the details of the contract, but, but then, you know, we were still, um, with, with my management and, and the people around me were still working through, um, our options and, and making sure that I was, um, I was in the best place possible to, to, uh, develop as, as a rookie in, in the IndyCar series. So, um, I feel very fortunate to, to be in the position we're in now. I mean, this is, what I've been working for uh, for my entire career, you know, since I started racing when I was seven years old in go karts. So it's um, it's a surreal feeling to, to you know finally finally be here. But I just I just can't I I can't wait to get to to get to work. Um, like Jill said, I think there's it's going to be too long until until I'm back in the car. So. And the uh, second question is for Sam, Jill, and Rick. Um, when this whole arrangement was announced back in August. Uh, it was said that James Hinchcliffe would fulfill the final year of his contract, and now he's not going to be driving anymore. What happened from then until today for uh, him to really no longer be uh, driving for uh, for the team? I guess I guess I I guess I get the pat on the shoulder to take this one, but uh, um, you know. I think Rick and I would say that this is, you know, the, the toughest decision we've had to make uh, since we've been team owners because uh, I personally have known James, uh, Jeremy, Arlene, uh, his brother Chris for 11 years and, and uh, you know, love him and, uh, uh, and, and really appreciate what he's done for the team, uh, tremendous, tremendous investor of the sport and our brands and everything else. And so uh, it's, uh, it's a gut-wrenching decision, but... Uh, we were faced with, you know, an opportunity to pick up, uh, you know, these two young guns uh, coming out of Indy Lights that uh, already have, you know, 13, 14, 15 years worth of experience, and and uh, it was just an opportunity we couldn't pass up. So, um, you know, everything is amicable. I have all the faith in the world that, uh, that James is going to wind up in a full-time ride, uh, and, and, you know, Rick and I are fully supportive of that. So uh, um, it's... Uh, it's a you know just it's a competitive environment and uh, uh, for our partners and everything else that we're you know everybody it, it was a group decision you know we got a we got an opportunity in front of us we got to take it we're going to go win races and uh, Rick and, and uh, Jill if either of you want to add anything to that no I'm good I think uh, sounds good at all yeah he did. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. Our next question comes from Jenna Fryer from Associated Press. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi, Sam. Um, the wording today said that um, James is still under contract but will be released if he needs to be. Um, what? to stop him from just doing nothing and, and sitting out all year and, and collecting money from you guys? 
what's to stop him is is uh is the race driver within him i mean uh, i think uh, joe myself uh, anybody else online says driver you want to drive you want to prove you want to win the indy 500 you've still got boxes to check and so uh i have no doubt that he and his team are are burning up the phone lines and, and talking with everybody out there in any series but you know primarily indycar um he's still young and he still wants to win races so I think that's what's to stop him from doing it. Certainly his option, okay. but I don't think you'll I don't think you'll see him do that. And um where does Robert Wicken stand? Yeah, I mean Robert uh I mean I think Robert continues to inspire uh and motivate and and just amaze everybody uh, on a daily basis because he's uh continuing the program, he's continuing to improve uh, he is a part of the team uh, as a driver coach and consultant, and will continue. And I think that's one of the major assets we have that that uh, Oliver was talking about. In that, uh, he will be there at uh, the majority of the races next year, uh, assisting these young guys to uh, to get uh, acclimated as quick as they can. So he's part of the team, but also he's got a major focus on his rehabilitation, and you know he's hell bent on driving again. And uh, I wouldn't bet against him. Okay, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchstone phone. Our next question comes from Nathan Brown from the Indianapolis Star. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Thank you. Um, hey, guys. My first question is for uh, for the drivers, uh, Fado and Oliver. Um the opportunity to be able to join up with a driver that's kind of on a, a similar timeline um, and has, you know, somewhat similar experiences and in, in your guys' success in Indy Lights. How um, did just your guys', I guess, similar trajectory play into the excitement um, for both of you guys to be able to team up with Karen McLaren SP um, and really kick off your guys' full-time IndyCar uh, careers together? Yeah, sure. That's, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to be partnering with, with Pato and, and, um, for 2020. Um, I think we both get along very well, and, and we, we have a very, like you said, a very similar uh, driving background and very sim- similar driving style coming from uh, the, the Indy Lights car and, and working with Andretti Autosport as well. Um, you know, our we have the we have the same drive to um, to be successful as as does the team and um, we we plan on on working very closely with with one another to um, help each other grow and help each other get better in the series. Yeah, I mean, I'm with uh, I'm with Oliver on in uh, in this. I think we um, I think we're going to make a really good team. Um, we're both hungry for 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 all the success. Um, I think you know at this point. Um, the both the team and and us are growing. Um, we're starting a new chapter in our careers, um, and I think the sky's the limit. So we're going to be pushing, pushing, pushing. And I and I know that um, you know with with hard work and and really dedicating uh, lots of time and and thinking into into our future and into our seasons. Um, you know we should be. You know we should definitely be up there. Um, this question is for for any one of the three of Sam Rick or Jill that want to speak on this. Um, you all three kind of talked about just the 
exciting opportunity to grab these two young up-and-coming stars um, and these drivers to add to Aaron McLaren's you know, kind of fresh start uh, and spark into the the IndyCar series going forward here for 2020. Um, specifically, just with both of their um, you know youth relative to the IndyCar series, what have you seen from their you know driving history uh, and anyone else who's been really dominant uh, in Indy Lights and then made the jump to IndyCar? that made you guys feel like this, you know, two, uh, you know, one rookie and one um, close to, you know, rookie driver would be, you know, a solid pairing and and an effective, successful pairing moving forward in 2020. Sam, why don't you go first and then I'll I'll, I'll go after. Well, I think it's a different time, you know. Uh, When Jill and myself were coming through the ranks, there was no, sort of clear path, uh, A, uh, you know, and, and what we're seeing recently with, uh, with the Mazda Road to Indy is, is nothing short of amazing. If you, if you win, you advance. If you win, you advance. And, uh, and, and the other part of it is these, these kids aren't coming in, you know, with, uh, with three and four and five years of experience, uh, as they mentioned. I mean, we're, we're talking 13, 14 years of, of racing experience. And, uh, um, so, you know, they're coming in a lot more advanced than, uh, the rookies of days of old. So, uh, you saw, you know, it's no, no <laughs> shocker. I mean, what, what Colton Herta did this year was nothing short of amazing. And, uh, and these guys come from exactly the same background. So, um, you know, we're hoping we'll have the same type of, uh, of, uh, of results. So, uh, um, a lot of people have said it's, it's really risky. It's a gamble, but we, we really don't think it is. Well, um, I think what I would add uh, to what, what Sam said is something I alluded to in, in the beginning of my uh, my opening statement. You know, uh, these guys have been uh, racing for, for many years. And uh, so although they are uh, young, you know, certainly a lot younger than I am, uh, and even younger than I was when I first joined uh, the IndyCar series, um these are guys that have been uh, winning throughout uh throughout their career you know um like i said i i, I know oliver um a little bit uh, better than i know Paso, but i know Paso's uh history uh, as well and uh i recall like it was yesterday uh watching the uh, qualifying for for the last round at uh, at Sonoma and, and he puts it in the in the fast six if I'm not mistaken, but uh, that that to me was uh, an extremely impressive uh, impressive uh, feat, particularly as it was the last race of the year, um, and everybody's all tuned in and and uh, been racing the whole season and you you got a guy that comes in the first race. And uh, has such an amazing uh, performance. And with Oliver, you know, I, I remember uh, going here to uh, West Palm Beach uh, as a guest judge for the USA scholarship when he was just coming out of county. Um And uh, watching his performance driving uh, a small single-seater car for, for the first time. 
it was uh, nothing short of impressive, and uh, I've seen him, his career uh, develop since then. So you come to these observations not just because of one thing. Uh, you build a picture over time. Um, and I think you get to the point where you say, well, what else do you need to do <laughs> to prove that uh, you, you're uh, one of the best uh, prospects uh, out there? And, um, and I guess that's uh, the conclusion that, that uh, we, all, uh, we all came together. And, you know, we're embarked on this journey, and uh, which certainly was a lot of promise. But uh, at the end of the day, we have to focus on our preparation, execution, review, preparation, execution, review, and just work hard. Keep our heads down and work hard, um, you know, and uh, go through every twist and turn of this journey uh, with, uh, with a lot of focus and uh, determination, but with our arms tied together. Sure. Um, one more for the three of you before I let you go. Um, you guys make this big decision, you know, putting a lot of um, you know, faith in, in these two young yet experienced drivers here. And we're talking 2020, obviously, but um, do you guys feel like this is a partnership that you guys will have to kind of let develop um, over a, a hopefully a multi-year period. Um, I know you guys have had a handful of drivers that have driven here or there um, for this team even before McLaren was added, but do you feel like this is something where um, this is a, a long-term plan, hopefully, for Air McLaren FC? Yes. Yeah, I guess since uh, <laughs> uh, the short answer is, to, is, is yes, you know every every journey starts with the first step, and uh, certainly you hope that it goes on forever. All right, thanks guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchstone phone. Our next question comes from Patrick Stephan from Trackside Online. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Uh, Sam, let me start with you. Um, what does success look like in 2020 uh, based on going in with two young drivers? Yeah, it's a pretty fresh situation here right now. and I think uh, each year we do go in with some some goals for the team uh, in, uh, you know, KPIs, as we call them, and uh, the key performance indicators. And I just think... Uh, because it is a fresh situation, we really haven't had a chance to sit around the table and, and, and develop those for next year, but uh, we will. And, you know, right now it's just, uh, as you all said, you know, put your head down, uh, prepare, focus. Got a lot of things we want to accomplish before the first test in January, and I think we just got in a great, uh, incredible team assembled between uh, some McLaren guys in, in England and our guys on this side, and everybody's just, frankly, chopping at the bit to get to go, and next week we're... Uh, we're actually going to do the aero screen test at Sebring right out of the gate. So uh, um, just really looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, nothing, nothing's been established as far as goals yet. Okay. And then, Oliver, um, going in without a veteran teammate, you know, coming in as a rookie, uh, does that give you any uh, trepidation? No, not at all. Um, 
I, I believe in, in myself and, and the team as well. Uh, they have uh, plenty of uh, data and, and on board from, from years past, and I, I believe that I'll be, I'll be plenty prepared going in, into the first uh, race of the season. You know, the, the goal is to um, show, show up in St. Pete not feeling like it's my first race weekend, so I think we have the resources to do that, and, and we have a couple of test days uh, be- before that first race in St. Pete, so it's, it's, uh, it's all about front-loading the, the off-season now and, um, and just in, in getting ready for it. And then, uh, Pato, you've been in several new situations in 2019. You've bounced around quite a bit around the world, frankly. Um, how do you think that has uh, helped you develop your skills and the skills you're going to need for 2020? Um, I think more than more than anything, I think it's just um, it's just so much experience. Um, obviously, it's not it's not easy walking into a championship that you know absolutely nothing about. But um, I think everything everything that I got to do this year and so much change. Um, and honestly, I mean, it, a driver's career doesn't get more challenging than that. So I think more than it just helped me grow. Um, help me grow as a person, help me grow as a driver. Um, and I'm, I think it just helps to, to prepare you for, for future circumstances and future situations, uh, good or bad. Um, so I think it, it, it only helped to, to what, you know, what we can build on next year. And then, Pato, Sam didn't have any of your KPIs defined yet, but do you have any? Do I have what? Your goals. Um, I'm just gonna take everything uh, one by one. I think that's um, that's the most important thing. Uh, just uh, making sure you, I do my job perfectly, no mistakes. Um, I know the team is gonna be uh, giving me their 110 percent every single week and every single day. Um, and I know together we can um, achieve very very good stuff. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to getting started. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Mark Cipolloni from Auto Racing One. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Oh, hi, gentlemen, and congratulations on today's announcement. Um, my first question, um, and, and I joined about 10 minutes late, so I apologize if this one was already asked. Have car numbers been decided for the two drivers yet for next year? Uh, I'll jump in and just say no. Um, we've obviously got our hands on five and seven, and uh, – Holding six for, uh, you know, for Robert to come back. So, uh, yeah, the bottom line is, uh, five and seven and hasn't been, hasn't been allocated yet. Okay, thanks. The next question, I guess, is, uh, for Jill or Sam. Um, I know Fernando's been in, was involved with the team last year, of course, um, trying to make the Indy 500. I know he wants to do it again. Um, is it pretty safe to assume that you guys are going to try to run him at, at the 500? I'll just jump in and say, I mean, it certainly remains an option, and, uh, you know, but nothing's been confirmed. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, nothing, nothing further to add there. Okay, um, but the team is capable of running three cars at 500, correct? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've, in, in the deal came the, uh, all the McLaren equipment, which, uh, which means we got plenty of equipment, and, uh, and we've, we've historically always ran a third. Uh, because of our commercial partner demand, and uh, and we expect to do that again this year. Okay, great. Question for Pato. Um, you being from Mexico, um, 
I know, you know, in the past, you know, when the series was caught, they had great success down in Mexico City with crowds as large as what we saw this past weekend for the F1 race. Um, would it would it be something that you would try to help to facilitate where IndyCar might get back there someday to race in Mexico City? I'd love to race in front of my home crowd. Um, that's definitely something that I, I want to be able to do. Um, you know, th- during my during my career, not just once, um, and and it'd be great to do it in Mexico City. Um, but but would it would I be happy to do it? Of course. Um, I think it's something that I uh, that I hope um, you know is is a is in the talking points of the future of IndyCar. Um, and in any way that I could help, I'd I'd love to because it it definitely would be a dream come true for me. Okay, and I think all my other questions were already asked, so I thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star and then one on your touchdown phone. We have another question from Mr. Bruce Martin from NBC Sports. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Uh, figured I'd double dip here. Uh, this is for Sam. Uh, a decade ago when you were an Indy Lights team only, you were kind of a champion of that series and, uh, you know, uh, turned out a lot of drivers, but at that time it seemed like, uh, <clears throat> once they got through Indy Lights, they didn't really have much more of an opportunity. Now here you are with the last two Indy Lights series champions as your two drivers in IndyCar. Uh, how much has that series grown to be able to develop talent capable of getting into IndyCar? more now than it was back uh, when you were an Indy Lights-only uh, team owner 10 or so years ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I've been a fan of watching uh, watching the youth come from carts to, uh, uh, you know, through the uh, through the Mazda Road to Indy and get a very big supporter of there. I, mean, I, think, I think if it just wasn't for our overwhelming, you know, uh, partner associations and everything goes on with that and, and driving the, the, the Sam Corvette and Bia Rivera, all those, all those commitments uh, is what unfortunately has got us out of the Maserati as a team, but I'm, I'm still a big supporter of a big fan of it, and that's what, uh, sort of groomed our, our team, you know, for 12 years. And, uh, to your point, very proud of the fact that, uh, I think at last year's Indy 500 of the 33 starters, um, we had about 13 or 14 drivers that had come through our Indy Lights program in the past, and so, uh, you know, just very proud of that as a team owner and, and what, what that says as far as the capabilities of that Boston Road Indy. So, um, you know, with this situation, um, it, uh, it, it truly is amazing what, uh, what has happened to be able to allow these two past champions to be a part of it. And I think if you look at the recent five or six year history, most of those guys are still competing, uh, in IndyCar and is, you know, a bit of a change in the guard, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, it's great to be a part of that as a team owner and be able to and by and by plugging it in with the uh, ladder system, the road to Indy, uh, uh, the way the system's set up now, where drivers pretty much graduate up to the next level. Is this now where we're finally getting to see a cohesive uh, path for drivers to be? We're now getting the best drivers advancing. It's now doing exactly what it was supposed to do originally. Absolutely. I think the, uh, I think the fantastic thing is we're keeping them right because, uh, you know, 10, 15, 18 years ago, visit sprint cars, F2000, Atlantic, I and mean, just all these combinations. And ultimately, when they got to us, uh, you know, got to that top level of open wheel, 
Uh, they want them going to uh, either IMSA or NASCAR for whatever reason, primarily NASCAR, probably for no financial reasons. But I really like the fact that, you know, the last four or five, six years, we've been able to keep these guys and uh, keep them in open wheel racing and, uh, and further their careers, which was the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate goal in the first place. Just really proud to be a part of that. And a final one for Oliver, uh, to be able to get to an IndyCar ride based on your talent, not on lining up any, uh, you know, bringing money or anything like that. I know it was mentioned earlier in the thing that, uh, you know, Sam called you a success story. And to be able to kind of do it the, the route that you've taken to get there, uh, if you could just describe that and also how satisfied are you that you know, you know, this is something that you were able to, to really kind of come in and, and do it the hard way. Yeah, it's uh that's that's how it should be, right? It's um it's an honor. I a couple of years ago IndyCar looked so far away, let alone Indy Light. So, it's been a whirlwind a uh, couple of years. Um, you know, it's a testament to the people around me for sure. I mean, um starting with with Kate Motorsports and, and USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000 and then Andretti Autosports of of course this year in Indy Lights. Um I've been surrounded by a lot of great people, and I've been giving been, been given tremendous opportunities, and um, I've just based based my success off of uh, a lot of, a lot of preparation uh, beforehand, you know, before the season, before the races, and I've dedicated my my life to to racing, and um, I've sacrificed a, a lot to to get to this point, and um, it's uh, it's it's definitely an honor, and, and I you know I, I still it's still just sinking in. So. All right, congratulations, everybody. Thank you. Our next question comes from Nathan Brown from Indianapolis Star. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to ask one more follow-up. Uh, this could be for uh, Sam, Rick, or Gil. Um, and you, one of you, I think, mentioned uh, the Airstream testing coming up here next week. Um, have you guys decided yet who will be uh, testing that at Sebring for you guys? Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Um, uh, we've we've uh, just made the announcement, and uh, I believe we're reaching out to IndyCar, reaching out to uh, to Chevrolet, and and uh, those key stakeholders to you know probably make that decision in the next 24 hours, obviously. That was all I had. Thanks again. Thank you. Our next question comes from David Malsher from Motorsport.com. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi, guys. Uh, congratulations. I uh, wanted to ask, uh, the, the partnership between uh, uh, McLaren and uh, Schmidt-Peterson, have you kind of like formatted exactly uh, how how that's going to work. I understand there was a delegation from the team that went over to uh, Woking and uh, I think there's a delegation down in uh, uh, Mexico City as well and possibly this weekend at Coda. But uh, how how many people, for example, from uh, McLaren will be working uh, at uh, the IndyCar, on the IndyCar side this, this year and like, you know, what, what's the what what are the crossovers uh in terms of what wind tunnels uh work that kind of thing how will it how will it work 
Well, uh, I, I can speak to that. Uh, I think this is uh, Gil, if you haven't figured out what my accent sounds like yet. <laughs> uh, you know, to you my look, uh, exactly. Um, anyway, joking aside, uh, I think as I alluded to uh, earlier, you know, we've been uh, working together with uh, uh, with Taylor and, and all the guys at uh, at SPM, you know, including all his uh, engineering and, and operational staff to try to understand where the opportunities are um, and uh, and where uh, I think we can be most impactful, most effective, uh, and really developing a plan and an organization that goes together uh, together with it. And uh, as you can imagine, I'm not, uh, you know, ready to uh, discuss uh, details, operational details of how these uh, things are 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 developing, um, but in the end of the day, that's the whole idea. Is is how do we how do we bring value uh, to this partnership from a technical and an operational basis? These guys already do a great job. Uh, they know a lot of stuff that uh, that we don't know. You know, they understand their operations really well. Uh, we know uh, where our knowledge gaps are um, and what we need to do. So we've been working together, developing uh, a structure uh, together with SPM, uh, getting aligned on the priorities and, and timeline. And uh, what I'm able to report is actually this journey is also uh, going extremely well. To your point, um, a whole bunch of guys uh, went uh, to Mexico. You know, we had uh, we have had several visits where uh, many of our guys um, went to Indianapolis. We had many uh, several long uh, conversations and meetings and so on and so forth. Uh, the opposite has also happened, uh, where uh, a lot of um, guys went to the MTC. So it's a it's a it's a journey that, that takes a lot of conversation uh, and a lot of uh, integration, and and we walk in this this journey together. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Our next question comes from Jenna Fryer from the Associated Press. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi. Um, this is sort of a two-part question, um, and I don't know who is best to answer it. Um, this team has expanded for the Indy 500 in the past. Are you considering expanding to a third car for Indy? And um, if you are, would Fernando Alonso be a candidate for that? Yeah, I think it was briefly touched before, but we, we absolutely uh, have had a history of, you know, 12 years of running a third card Indian still still plan to do that. And uh, uh, Fernando remains an option, uh, but nothing's confirmed. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Mark Cipolloni from Auto Racing One. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Well, thank you. I'm back for a second round here. Um, my first question is for Oliver. 
Um, you, you won the Indy Lights Championship with uh, Michael Andretti's team. Um, was there no, not that this is not a great opportunity, I'm just asking, did you also negotiate with Michael for a possible role, or was there no uh, room, room at the inn, so to speak, over there with Full House? I can't can't speak on that too much. All I can say is we uh, we kept our options open um, and, and made sure that we were we were in the best place to uh, proceed in, into IndyCar for my for my rookie season. So uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Okay. Uh, and uh, I guess the question for Jill, it's a little bit of an offshoot, but you know, McLaren builds cars for the road. You know, they they of course have been in Formula One for a long time. With the new IndyCar um, contract going to be put out the bid, I guess, in a couple of years for the new car. Is that something that McLaren would look at possibly bidding on, do you think, or do you think they would uh, just stick to F1 in terms of building race cars? Well, I have to say that uh, sincerely it's something that we have not discussed uh, at this point. Um, so I'm afraid that I have nothing uh, much for this, uh, much for this ad, but um, perhaps that is something that we should discuss uh, going forward. Correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't McLaren still do the uh, the ECUs for the IndyCar? Is that true, or or some some part of the electronics? Yeah, uh, McLaren Applied Technologies is is one of the companies of the group, and uh, and they provide various services and and products to several series. Uh, both within motorsports and, 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 and uh, outside of uh, motorsports, it's a, they're a huge technology provider, and you, you are correct. Uh, they they provide the uh, the ECUs to to IndyCar. I guess one last question for Jill and or Rick or, or for um, anyone. Um, as far as the um, delivery on the cars, is the plan to uh, combine, uh, I guess, the Arrow livery with McLaren and come up with a a uh, Combined look, and when do you think that'll be revealed? <laughs> Sam, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> nah, stay tuned. I think there's a there's a plan, and I, I honestly think it's probably in the next you know thirty forty five days. So, okay, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, and we have no further questions at this time. I will turn the call back to Arnie. All right, thank you, and uh, as we have no more questions, we will wrap up today's IndyCar Media Conference call. This conference call will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour following the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or plus 1-630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444-16562 followed by the pound sign. A transcript and MP3 audio of today's call is available on IndyCar's media website at media.indycar.com. You may have to register for access uh, when you first log into the media site, uh, but uh, you should be able to get access fairly soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.